Hello there, it's great to see you and welcome to the inaugural episode of Lessons by the Lake, the Oswego Private Wealth Show. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's great to see you, great to have you with us. And in a few moments, I'll be introducing you really to the star of our show, and that's Mr. Bob Bedritus, Managing Director of Oswego Private Wealth. And before we bring Bob out, though, I'd like to just take a quick moment and set the scene for you, our audience, as to what we're really getting into with this show. So you see, every episode, Bob and I are going to sit down and we're going to dive into a different wealth management related discussion. Bob, being the managing director over at Oswego Private Wealth, he's having these conversations routinely with his clients to better optimize their financial portfolios, you know, put them on that path to a life of significance. And we're going to get into some of those same conversations conversations that Bob's having with his clients on a regular basis right here on this show. We're going to be talking about strategies, implementation methods, a lot of things to consider for your own wealth management portfolio. And like I said, it's some of those same strategies that Bob utilizes to help put his clients on a path to a life of significance. Now, that being said, we've got a great topic teed up for you today. It's really a universal strategy, one that can be incorporated for just about anybody with any different wealth portfolio, whether it be 10, $100 million in net worth down to, you know, maybe a, a non sizable really of a portfolio in and of itself. I'll let Bob dive into the weeds of what this strategy really looks like. So let's go ahead and bring Bob out, get that conversation rolling today. Bob, great to see you. Welcome aboard. Happy to have you here. Thank you, Ryan. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Bob, our conversations, this, this uh, you know, this episode's been a long time coming. We're excited to be here on the inaugural episode of Lessons by the Lake. And, uh, and Bob, I think before we dive into really the strategy and the topic at hand for here, you know, in episode one, I think it'd be helpful for our audience if you kind of gave a little bit of a high level overview on just yourself, you know, your business, talk, tell us who you are and, and what you're doing here. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I'd love to. Um, I grew up in a remarkable family. Um, in, um, early, in the early part of World War II, my father, who was 16 years old at the time, living in Riga, Latvia, uh, found himself uh, conscript, conscripted into the Latvian Legion and uh, with a rifle over his shoulder, uh, running around the forest of Latvia, fighting Soviet aggressions throughout uh, World War II. Uh, at the end of the war, uh, the Allies came in and were able to relocate him to Munich, Germany, in a displaced persons camp where he met and married my mother, also from Riga, Latvia. Um, in the early 1950s, on a humanitarian mission, the First Baptist Church of Cleveland sponsored my parents to give them citizenship and to bring them over the, to America for a new life. And my father, whose education, of course, stopped at age 16, uh, was qualified to push a broom in a factory, which he did in uh, for a company called American Automatic Vending. And my father spent the next three decades with that same company. He was ambitious. He was smart. Um, never lost his accent, although he spoke impeccable English. And he uh, got his education at night and worked his way up and uh, became a senior executive and ultimately ran the branch for AAV in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and I, when I was in college, um, I came home one break uh, to find out that my father had been fired, let go, terminated, uh, because his company had been bought out by a larger concern. And I recall asking dad if uh, he was going to be okay. And I don't remember his exact words, but I do remember him um, almost laughing at me, uh, telling me he's been through a war, he's been uh, 
dislocated and relocated to various countries. And uh, my father became a born again entrepreneur and he began his own business, Buckeye Business Associates, uh, doing M&A activity, buying and selling restaurants and bars, uh, which he ran successfully until he ultimately retired. Um, but I can't help thinking back as I, as I look at what he did, um, I wish my dad had had better advice, uh, legal, financial, wealth management, because when he was done working, he just simply shut down the business and moved into retirement. Uh, but he didn't monetize that business. He did not have a way to, um, or he didn't choose to take a way to either sell the business or to employees or to, uh, to another concern. And so I grew up in this very ethnic household. English is my second language, Latvian being the first. And I used sports and I used education as my way to make it as a, as a immigrant son. And I uh, was very lucky after, uh, after college, I found a job in the financial services industry. And so I spent the better part of 20 years with two firms, Merrill Lynch and Payne Weber, ultimately UBS through the merger buyout and um, had a terrific career on Wall Street. And then I, um, I took a role. I, I found that I was spending an inordinate amount of time traveling. I was just giving too much attention to this um, corporate career of mine. And I just needed a change. I had four young children at the time. My commute was horrendous. Uh, and I was spending a lot of time on airplanes and traveling around uh, in a senior executive position. And so I took a role in Portland here and uh, took a role with a company here in Portland to, uh, run, to run the company. And lo and behold, after about a year, uh, this company decided that I was no longer necessary. And I found myself in a similar situation to my dad um, of being um, unemployed and uh, no longer, uh, and yet I was in my young 40s at the time, a little younger than my dad. And so it was at that time that I evaluated what I saw my dad do. I saw my dad become an entrepreneur and have a terrific life of significance. And my mother uh, was an Avon lady. From the time they came to the United States, she became an Avon lady. And uh, when she died at the age of 89, she had been honored for 61 years as one of the top Avon ladies in the nation. And I watched her do inventory and uh, sales. And so as I reflected on watching my parents' entrepreneurial careers, um, I chose to go in that direction. And so we've created Oswego Private Wealth Management very specifically to serve entrepreneurs and make them financially independent of their businesses because you just don't know what's around the corner. And in these political and social and economic times that we're in, uh, you're just not certain of what's coming around the corner. So I think people need to make smart decisions about their money. And that's what gets me up in the morning, the ability to serve the entrepreneur business owner. Um, so. Well, uh, Bob, I really appreciate you peeling back the curtain, you know, sharing some of those personal experiences, because really you're in this for the right reasons. I mean, you're pulling, your, you know, childhood and, and you know, um, really your upbringing and all of those experiences that are really driving you towards what you do at Oswego Private Wealth and helping those entrepreneurs become financially independent from their business especially amid the crazy times that we're living in right now. I mean, Bob, as we were getting ready for the conversation today, I was, I was thinking how I wanted to really get into our conversation. And I kept coming back to this word uncertainty. 
And, you know, you really just hit the nail on the head there. I mean, if you want to talk about uncertainty, just look at the last year and a half that we've all been experiencing. So whether that's between, of course, COVID-19 pandemic or presidential election we experienced just this past year, I mean, both of which have massive financial ramifications and consequences that we all have to be prepared for and we have to deal with. So, Bob, let's get into our conversation today. You know, I framed it up at the beginning. We're talking about this universal strategy. I'll alley-oop you here. First question for you, how about you just start by telling us a little bit about what it is that maybe you're talking to your clients about, what it is that the, the average Joe out on the street can be doing right now to protect their money and really give them peace of mind a little bit about their finances given all of this uncertainty that's happening. Well, we begin every relationship as we do with our existing clients with something called a stress test. And a stress test is just an ability for us to evaluate current strategies, solutions, and match them up to the environment that we're in. And it's a place that we want to make sure our clients are able to get to that place of most potential and they get the results that they want and expect. And we use that through a concept called a virtual family office that I can talk about a little bit more in this conversation. And uh, it all begins with a stress test. Roger that. And yes, the virtual family office is going to be a a really big overarching topic, Bob, that I know you and I are going to hit, of course, in this episode, as well as uh, in episodes and conversations to come. But let's get into the why, really the heart of this stress test. Okay, it sounds like it's a regular, you know, it's a strategy and a process that you implement with your clients. Uh, Obviously, there's benefits within it. Talk to me about the why. Why is this such a valuable process that you're seeing affluent families and business owners making these days, given, of course, everything that's been going on in our world? Well, we've modeled our virtual family office after traditional family offices. And a traditional family office is usually an enterprise for those with half a billion dollars or more, uh, where they have the brick and the mortar, the nice office space, and the overhead of bringing in a chief financial officer, uh, legal accounting, uh, everything to ultimately walking their dogs for them and planning their vacations. We don't go quite that far. We don't have any dog walkers on, on, you know, on our team. Uh, but it's just an effort to test the assumptions of what somebody's doing. So uh, the latest research says that over 93% of family offices have been brought in a second set of eyes to evaluate what the team is doing within the past five years. So only about 7% haven't done this. So 93% plus have actually brought in another set of eyes to evaluate and give a second opinion, if you will, on the strategies and solutions that they're looking at. So we begin every relationship with that stress test to look at what's going well, what could be approved upon, and to look for gaps in the planning that our potential clients and our current clients are, are experiencing. Roger that. So what I'm hearing here, kind of my third question over for you, Bob, is is that stress testing can be used to evaluate a, a few different things, three of which really is what I'm gathering. And it sounds like it's it's this idea of testing the existing plan that's already in process uh, for that individual, that family, that business. The second being uh, maybe testing some potential strategies uh, that might be good for their plan, might not be, but we got to test them. And then mm-hmm. three, finally, is just to see if there are any opportunities that are being missed out on. Am I correct in saying these three? And and do you find maybe uh, all three are really pertinent pieces of this conversation you're having with clients? Uh, I agree. All three are important pieces of the the conversation. 
Uh, many clients have very complex situations, a lot of real estate, financial assets. Um, we have second marriages. They're, they're just th life happens and there are lots of moving parts. And the human element is the most important part of this because anybody can go online and, and and create a financial plan and get a two-page document that um, is terrific for uh, this time of year because the toddlers can sit on that document and be higher to the table. Um, but we find those are very stagnant. And we believe that wealth management is an ongoing process um, and it never, it never finishes. We're always testing and evaluating the options that we're recommending. And the business owners that I serve have five major concerns universally is number one, they want to make sure that they're making smart decisions about money and they want to test those assumptions. Uh, number two, they want to mitigate their tax burden and take a look at the taxes they're paying. And again, as somebody once said to me, it's terrific, you know, it, we should all pay our taxes, but there's no, it's not necessary to leave a tip. <laughs> and uh, the third thing is to take care of the heirs, uh, the people that they love to make sure that they take care of uh, future generations, spouses, so on and so forth. Um, the fourth thing that business owners are concerned about is protecting their assets from um, uh, from unjustly being taken through litigation or divorce. And then finally, to the extent that our, my clients are charitably inclined, we want to magnify those charitable gifts and make them really make a difference. And Bob, I know we're going to be talking about each one of those five uh, in you know, future episodes to come additionally strategies that you and your team are implementing on each of those five in episodes to come, but reverting back to the stress test here for a quick second, Bob, could you maybe for our audience, if the, if they're under, they're understanding what this process is, okay, why it's valuable. Could you maybe throw out an example for us? And this could be real life, or it could be hypothetical of maybe why someone may have been prompted to come talk to you for a stress test, you know, were they maybe worried about a particular issue when this happened? You know, talk, talk to me a little about what would prompt somebody to go about this. Mm -hmm. Well, I, again, and again, once again, I, I so agree with you in terms of these political, economic and social times that we live in. People are just want to make sure that their plans are going to do what they expect and get and they'll get the results that they want. Um, I can think of two examples right off the top of my head. Uh, one is, is a, a client that I just obtained recently. And uh, it's a first marriage. Uh, however, there's an 18 year age difference in this marriage. And so we have an individual who built a terrific business, sold it a few years ago, uh, who's 80 years old. And, and of course, his spouse is 18 years younger. And they had uh, lots of real estate, a lot of moving parts, a very complex uh, estate and a complex financial situation. And the husband wanted to be sure that his wife is taken care of. And up until now, he had made all of the decisions, had all of the relationships with people, his, his wealth management team, his attorney, his accountant. And he wanted to be sure that she, that she was taken care of. And that in fact, that is his ultimate wishes of how he could you know, make smart decisions, take care of the heirs, protect his assets, how, that all his bases were covered. And so that's the first situation that I could think of. A second one has been a long-term client of mine, and we've been doing quite a bit of planning around uh, the closely held business that, that he owns. And um, he's they're in their young 60s, and they've been thinking about uh, their exit strategy and their succession plan for some time now. 
And it was always kind of had been pushed out, you know, three years to five years. It's been three to five years for the last seven years. And a buyer, and we've been doing a lot of work to make sure we're prepared for that succession plan. And lo and behold, just a couple of months ago, a buyer came out of nowhere uh, that is a perfect match for this company. And, and they're in negotiations right now. And I feel quite a sense of gratification. And I think the client, our, my client feels a real sense of, of peace of mind, if you will, of knowing that the pieces are in place, that the virtual family office is in place, is surround, we've surrounded him with talent, the family with talent. And uh, this looks like it could be a very smooth transition and it will in fact uh, take care of everything my client's trying to accomplish at this stage of his life. And he's got decades, you know, God willing, decades and decades ahead of him to, to enjoy this. Oh, man, two fantastic examples. Thank you for sharing those with us, Bob. And one of my next question gets into really the weeds of the stress test itself. Could you maybe talk? So we, we hear how it can be beneficial. We understand what it is, but let's get into the heart of it. What would you say maybe are the keys to having a stress test done well? Well, I think the human element is the most critical factor because there are two individuals can look the same on paper if we just analyze documents. And, um, but their goals, their aspirations, who they are as carbon-based life forms are totally different in what they're trying to accomplish. So I begin every relationship with what we call a discovery meeting. And in that discovery meeting, I ask them uh, very pointed questions. We take a lot of time. My, my goal is to understand my clients fully. And in that, in that area, I want to look at their values. I want to look at their goals. I'm looking at the relationships that they've built, both their professional advisors, as well as the family relationships and all the dynamics of that. Uh, we of course look at the assets where the, the actual assets are, are and how they're structured. Um, and then we look at the process that's most important to them because part of the part of the wealth management formula in the family office for us is to meet our clients where they're at and, and in terms of process. And again, this is a continual process of, of moving forward in, from, uh, in this relationship. And I wanna make sure I'm meeting my clients' needs on how often they wanna meet, how they best like to communicate and uh, what, what uh, paradigm they would like to work under. And then at the end of the day, I. I actually ask questions about interests. I, I want to know um, what do people enjoy doing? I have many fly fishermen, tennis players, readers, uh, charitable, they donate their time to charities. Um, I like to know about that. And I want to see where I can make connections and uh, enhance their life to the, to the best of my ability. Yeah, the human element, boy, is that ever so important when it comes to this this type of, of process that you go through with your clients, because yeah, at the end of the day, you want to understand them on a granular level, what makes them tick, you know, what gets them excited to get out of bed every day, because certainly, some of the suggestions, the strategies that you and your team would implement over at Oswego Private Wealth are going to want to be catered towards each client. I mean, every client with a custom tailored plan that caters towards their personal goals, aspirations, interests, it makes all the sense in the world, Bob. But let me ask you this then, when you're going through that discovery process, and maybe this is more of a granular question for you, uh, and I'm jumping ahead but a little bit, but that's okay. Um, 
take me through that discovery process, you know, that, that stress testing experience, really the first step in that stress testing experience. What kind of questions are you asking your client? Like, what does that look like from the client side of the table as they go through that discovery process? Well, again, I, I alluded to it just a little bit earlier, but I do want to know about their values, what their goals are, what they're trying to accomplish, where, where they are today and where they hope to be down the road. Uh, most of the time, clients have a fairly good idea of that, although it may be a little opaque, if, if you will, uh, as not as specific as they'd like. So as we, as there's, I asked 61 questions. <laughs> so it's about a 90 minute meeting, our, our first meeting. I then take that information back to the virtual family office team and we sit down and we really spend a lot of time, a lot of hours evaluating that. And then we meet again to speak a little more specifically to look for the gaps that we found in the planning. And I can tell you anecdotally that I have never done a stress test uh, for, a, for a potential client um, and not found a minimum of three areas that we can improve upon the results. Um, I do everything from discovery to all the background work to the, to the meeting to talk about what we've discovered and, and what we would recommend for implementation. And I, I do all of that on my own time. I probably put about four to $5,000 of my own consulting time into that work. And at that point, when we present the findings to the potential client, um, they have a choice. They can take that information and go back to whomever they've been using in the past, or if it's a good fit, uh, then uh, I would invite them into our family of clients and we would move forward on that relationship. Roger that. So, I mean, my next question for you, Bob, was, you know, what is it that the client is leaving that discovery meeting with anything tangible? What are they receiving? And it sounds to me like, well, you're coming back to them with that comprehensive plan once you've had a chance to meet with the uh, the other officials on the, you know, within that virtual family office and, you know, present with to them, you know, your plan of attack moving forward. When you go through that conversation, Bob, I know that's a little bit down the line after the recon and the work is done. Uh, but what is that conversation? typically like with clients do you find that it's it's eye-opening for many of them uh absolutely so so uh we use uh, we use a concept uh, many people are familiar with not everybody called mind mapping and it's just a, it's a really just a note-taking structuring way of doing things where you you create a bubble in the middle and then branches all around that and around those seven branches where i ask the questions um, i create a comprehensive mind map uh, around that, which I present in the second meeting in order to make sure that I understood the assumptions because I want to make sure nothing's lost in translation. And I do, in fact, understand all of my clients' goals, objectives, and desires. And then from that, we create a second mind map, if you will, that really looks at, at four areas. Uh, number one, we look at wealth enhancement. We want to make sure we, I, we have tax mitigation strategies, cash flow planning, business valuation, in wealth enhancement. We look at wealth transfer. Uh, as they say, none of us gets out of here alive. And we want to look at trust services, estate planning. Uh, we look at wealth protection, uh, risk management, asset planning, um, the stress test itself on the portfolio. And we have very sophisticated tools to stress test a portfolio. And then um, at investment counseling. We, will, we do want to take a look at the asset allocation, discretionary management, risk management, and then ultimately, the charitable giving strategy, and we can talk about um, we talk about many things, anything from donor advised funds to set up a family foundation, uh, to just magnifying 
to the causes they care about, the magnifying those gifts to the causes they care about most. So we do have tangible things that we bring to that meeting for them to evaluate. And then I ask them to sleep on it. I always ask, my, ask them to sleep on it. Please take this home. Think about um, the significance and the impact of this might have on your family. So, you know, imagine you just sold your business. It's five, we've been working together for five years. Um, you just got off the golf course and you're having a nice tea and looking at a beautiful Portland, Oregon, sunny day as we have here in the summertime. And you're just feeling grateful uh, for the things that you've done, the, the wisdom that you've had and that, that I've been allowed to be a part of and that you feel that you are in a place of most potential for you, for your life. And uh, again, taking care of the people you love, the causes you care about and living that life of amazing significance. Well, I mean, it's really a robust process and plan that all starts with that stress test. And that's really the key, uh, uh, you know, ingredient of what we're talking about here today on the show for our first episode. And, and Bob, you know, we've thrown a lot at our audience in terms of a, what this stress test is, what it does, what it achieves, but also the various elements that come into play as well. Of course, the full discovery process, you know, coming back with that plan, uh, you know, vetting the plan, maybe offering solutions to enhance the plan. You know, there's so much going on within the stress testing process. So I can get why it can be a little complex, uh, you know, for the layman, for somebody who's just maybe here about this today but I want to reiterate that fact that this is a universal strategy it's one that can be utilized for just about anyone uh, to really size up their current portfolio and make sure they're making some of the best decisions they can when it comes to their wealth so Bob given our conversation today if somebody out there in our audience is sitting there and they're scratching their head they're thinking hey maybe this is worth doing you know, on my end, how would you, you know, how should they go ahead and maybe reach out to you and your team to maybe start this conversation, get this process underway, uh, and, and maybe see about having a stress test done themselves? How, how would they best reach out to you and your sure. team? Uh, sure. Terrific question. Uh, well, they can reach me through our office or through our website. And I mean, I'm uh, oswegoprivatewealth.com. And, uh, and we can have a conversation. Uh, generally, uh, conversations often start as a brief telephone conversation or maybe even a Zoom meeting to try to get together. I know in these COVID times, many people want to continue on the Zoom. Uh, uh, we're happy to meet in person and you know, fully um, you know, do all the right uh, CDC guidelines and happy to meet in person and then evaluate whether we could be a good fit. Uh, but I'm committed to go through the discovery process put in those hours, create the mind map, create uh, the investment plan um, before any decisions have to be made. So, Fantastic. Well, Bob, I, I truly appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us here on the inaugural episode of Lessons by the Lake and and really give us your, you know, your take on this stress testing process, you know, share a little bit of information about you, what makes you uh, and your team tick over there at Oswego Private Wealth, you know, appreciate you and your time. And I'm really looking forward to some of our future conversations, which again, for our audience, Bob and I are going to be diving into, you know, different strategies that he and his team are implementing, hot trends, topics, things that we're seeing on the wealth management side. And so, Bob, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Ryan. Pleasure to be here. 
Alrighty, awesome. And look, hey, we want to take one final moment to thank you, of course, our audience, for spending some time with us today. If Do me a favor. If you liked what you saw, maybe you benefited from some of the information that we discussed today, do us a favor, like the show, comment on it, subscribe to it, maybe on whichever platform you're checking us out on. And then, of course, share this information, right, with friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from this conversation. Because at the end of the day, these are lessons by the lake. These are wealth management lessons that... You know, we are lucky to have Bob share, uh, you know, he and his team are working ever so hard over at Oswego Private Wealth to cultivate some of these strategies and solutions uh, that they implement then with their clients to help, like Bob had mentioned, bolster and, and really reinforce them living that life of significance. We've got some great conversations teed up for you down the road, and we would hate to have you miss out on any of those beneficial conversations. So for Mr. Bob Bedritus, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're saying so long, and we thank you so much for joining us here on the inaugural episode of Lessons by the Lake. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. No strategy assures success or protects against loss.